Mishapur. Okay. That's right, yeah. Oh, volume one, okay. We're at page 41, the Mishnah. Mem Aleph Amad Aleph. Omar, someone comes to court and he says, Petiti Espito Shoploni. He seduced so and so's daughter. We're going to see this in the Gemara. Um, normally, there's a concept we're going to learn uh, that if a person admits he owes someone money, uh, we let them pay. Hadas Baldin Kamea Edim. When the Baldin, somebody who's being challenged, says, I admit it, I owe you the money. So we say, fine, even though there's no witnesses, that's better than 100 witnesses. People don't usually like to admit something. What we're going to see in the Gemara is that uh, we're concerned that it's true he's going to pay money, but he's going to damage her reputation. You know, he's going to court and saying that he seduced this girl and that the woman in this household, you know, uh, so uh, we're going to see that maybe we don't let him pay. We're not going to, let, we're not going to believe him to go and... Uh, you know, they could set up somebody who's, uh, they want to give them a bad reputation and say, these girls are, uh, you know, doing stuff. So maybe we don't believe him, even if he wants to pay, because, uh, so, but that's what we'll see in the Gemara. So, uh, so now we're going to get into a new halacha. There's, uh, when we talked about the different payments, we said there are multiple payments. This person assaulted this woman. We're going to look at every angle to make her whole. And in addition, the Torah gives the kanas, a penalty. And there's a few other cases in the Torah of kanas. So there's an interesting halacha with kanas. Uh, the rule is that if a person comes on their own uh, and, uh, and uh, accepts the responsibility for their damages, uh, they don't pay the penalty. The penalty is for somebody good for nothing that uh, tried to get away without, uh, had to be caught. But if a person comes on their own and accepts responsibility for the various damages that they did, they're not assessed a penalty. That's the rule, that, uh, that when a person comes on their own, they don't pay kanas. Motive kanas putter, that's called. Again, we're getting into the, the damages rules. So the, the, over here, he comes on his own. Nobody, nobody um, uh, showed up at his house with a rifle and uh, said, you're the one, and we caught you, and we got the DNA. He showed up himself and said he wants to make good. So uh, we don't make him pay the penalty, but he will pay the other expenses. So Mishal and Boshis, he's going to have to pay Boshis and Pagam, even though he admitted. Those, it has nothing to do with admitting. He did those damages. Ain't Mishal and Kanas, but he doesn't pay the Kanas. And so now we'll have a few other examples of famous Kanases, famous penalties, and this rule that you don't pay Kanas when you come on your own. Haomer uh, Ganafti, Let's say a person says he stole. So, um, so Mishal Mesekaren, you have to give back what you took. Al Piatzmo, Ein Mishal Mesekaren, you don't have to pay double. We catch a robber, he's got to pay double. Kefal. We don't catch him, comes on his own, then Amoda Beknas Pat. Or, Mesekaren, Arbor Chamisha. Sometimes he pays four or five. We had that if he stole the animal and he shechted it, or he, or he sold it, he's going to have to pay four or five. If he comes on his own, he doesn't pay the four or five, he just pays what he stole. Next. So that's the second example of a kanas. The first one is the additional penalty for the rape or seducer of a woman. And the second one was the penalty, additional penalties for theft. The, 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 to pay back to make them whole, you give back what you took. The double and the, and the quadruple, that's all penalty. 
penalties aren't paid when the person comes on their own. And then the third case is that uh, you're, uh, you don't keep your ox locked up well and someone's in your yard and your ox gores somebody. So, hey, me shori as plony. My ox killed so-and-so. Oh, shori shoplony. Or it killed his ox. So uh, there the rule is that he pays a penalty. Hariza Mishalim out. Well, there's penalty, and then there's uh, li- regular liability. In this case, uh, what he pays is called kofer. It's a specific term the Torah uses. It's an atonement. So there's a question. I might have thought that that payment is a penalty. We're saying over here, this he does pay al piatzmo because it's not penalty. So this third one isn't a penalty. Harizat mishem al piatzmo. Rashi, harizat mishem al piatzmo, kasavar kofra mamonahu. It's because what this payment for the ox damage is not called kanas, it's called liability. Mamon means that it's something you've got to pay because you owe it. If, you, if your ox damage it, you're liable for your ox's damage. You're, um, similarly, if a person has a dog and the dog damage, you're liable. It's, it's your, uh, you have liability. You can't say, well, I didn't do it. My dog did it. The dog ate my homework, right? The dog did the damage. But you're the owner. You're the owner. You have to take responsibility for your, your things. That's right. <laughs> okay. Hey, Miss Now, by when it kills a servant, there's a special payment over there. So that you don't pay if you came forward because that's a kanas. Yes. How do you know if something's a kanas or not? So anytime you're paying more than the actual damage, then that's a penalty. Then you don't pay if you came forward on your own. The uh, Rashi just brings the amount in that fourth case. That's thirty selah. That's thirty. That's mentioned in the Torah. So we have four cases. Three out of four are kanasim. Kanasim penalties. If you come forward on your own, I'll uh, pay atzmo. Then you don't got to pay. But that doesn't exempt you from the other damages that you would have to pay. Just like if you steal, a person has to replace what he stole. He just is exempt from the the penalty, which is the double. Okay. Let's see the gemara. Velisni uh, Nasti. So the obvious question is, the, until now, we've had the two twin cases, the seduction and coercion. And they go hand in hand, where a person seduces someone's daughter and coerces, using that for rape. I hate that word. It's just so painful. The, what? What do seduction and coercion? Seduction, she, she goes along with it. He's a, coercion is he forces her. Um, rape, yeah. Right, that's right. Like I said, though, I just... I want to find a better word. The, the prop... What? Violate. Violate. Yeah, violates her. Okay. Okay. So he, he seduces or he violates her. Okay. Um, so uh, the question is, we'd only mention uh, seduction uh, over here, and uh, we don't mention the violation. Why doesn't the Mishnah mention that? There's also a penalty there. So why doesn't the Mishnah mention that? I have a listening Why doesn't a person say, if he comes to court and admits he, he violated the woman, so more see the lomi boy claim. It actually would include that. It means not only. Lomi boy and nasty. And again, it's not a question why he didn't say that. Often Mishnayas are use short languages, like cliff notes. Again, all of the they didn't want to write down the oral law. It was meant to be oral, not written. And so when they wrote it, uh, they often wrote it in a cliff note style. They wrote it in a way that didn't include everything. <coughs> So we figure it out. We get that from our Rebbe. So there's still certain parts of the oral law that are oral. So uh, why didn't it say Anasti? It meant 
included violation. Not only if he came to court and said that he assaulted the woman, uh, it doesn't make her look bad in that case. She didn't do anything wrong. So not only in that case, and there in that case, he has to pay uh, the damages, the embarrassment, and the pain and suffering. But in the case of um, where he says he seduced her and she agreed, she agreed to do uh, immoral behavior to Kapagamla, he's hurting her reputation. Who's going to want to marry her now? I would have said, uh, maybe we don't let him, we ignore him, we don't, we don't announce to anybody when he comes and says he wants to pay money because of the terrible thing he did together with this woman who agrees to do that kind of stuff, uh, maybe we don't let him, Kamash Malan, that we do. Uh, even though that once we hear that she accepted seduction money, that would probably mean that she uh, was a woman who agreed to be seduced. But there is another opinion on this. And uh, the mission that says we accept him to pay and say, here's the money for uh, him, her being seduced, is not like Rav Shem ben Yehuda. Right, that's right. Now, again, if she wants to sue him and get a lawyer and get evidence, that's a different story. But uh, if when he comes on his own especially if she wished to keep it up hush-hush, um, then uh, we don't make him pay. Uh, so, but, uh, the, uh, but there's another opinion. Who's that other opinion? Our mission doesn't agree with that other opinion. Who's that? He says that we don't let him pay even the damages. We're not going to believe him to hurt her reputation. Uh, that's uh, that's the the Amalei Papalabaye. What happens if she agrees? As she says, uh, she wants the money, and so she says, "Nikola Lidida." Now, according to this opinion, that he's not believed to establish her as a woman who, who gets seduced, who went along with it willingly. Uh, because that hurts her reputation, her family's reputation. So it's not only her; it's her family. Because what kind of family lets the uh, the men in the uh, the the men stay overnight in the house or whatever? It's, it hurts them too. So Morris said, uh, Dilma. Um, the, so the question is, what if she says yes? She says she'll take that money, uh, which means that she's admitting that she did it, and she doesn't care if it hurts their reputation. The Morris says, Dilma alone, who said her father isn't going to agree to it? In other words, she might want the money, but maybe her father, uh, it's, it's his reputation as well. So maybe he doesn't want it. What about Nikolai Lavua? The father says, oh, yeah, he's willing to, uh, you know, take the, as long as he gets the money, he's willing to take the, the hurt and the reputation. The Morris says, Dilma alone, Nikolai made mishpacha. Maybe the rest of the family won't be happy with it. So Morris says, what if you get them all to agree? Let's all accept that uh, she did this as long as we get the money. The Morris said, There's always one member of the family that's not happy. It's not, now, the Morris says, even if he's not here, everybody here says we're happy. There might be, there's that uh, the brother that's out of town that's not going to be happy. Why? Because it makes them look bad. And, and, uh, um, I mean, unfortunately, we live in a very immoral country. 
you know, and so it doesn't, what's the big deal? No, the, the biggest embarrassment is to have people that uh, have uh, relations out of wedlock and don't, uh, don't uh, the women, uh, women allow themselves not to wait. That's embarrassment. So, uh, uh, that, and it's embarrassment to the family that the people in the family don't have, uh, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Okay, we continue on. Ha'omer ganafti mishav, so now we get to the second case, and that has to do with robbery. And we said that, again, the basic rule was established from the first case. There's two kind of payments where he assaulted or um, violated, the wo- uh, violated or seduced the woman. One was a penalty. Uh, that was the, uh, the penalty money. And one was the degradation and the, and the suffering. So we said he has to pay the mamun, but the kanas, if he comes forward, he doesn't. So we took that same rule, and then we went to the next case. And that was where he stole. And so there he has to pay back what he took, but not the penalty. Uh, then we get to the third case. Um, sometimes these, um, the words of the Gemara are confusing because it starts the next paragraph, but it's actually referring to the third case. Uh, that's what the, the abbreviation v'chul means, and etc., etc., etc. So we're going to go on the etc. case. So the third case... Uh, was where my ox damaged someone, and I admit it. Uh, we didn't know whose ox was the culprit. And this guy comes to court and says it was my ox. So usually the penalty is, at least uh, uh, the first three times, is he pays half damages. So the question here, is the half a penalty, or is the half um, actual what he owes? So itmar palganeska, when he pays half damages, and Papa says, palganeska mamono, he owes that. He, he really owes the half. The person should, uh, you should watch your ox better. Rev. Huna, Brave Yeshua, says, no, Palganiska Knas, that's a penalty. Now, the reason why it's a penalty is if you owe, pay the whole thing. Why are you paying half? Must be it's a penalty. So this is hard to figure out because he didn't do this on purpose. So the question was his liability for the fact that his animal went and gored now, maybe he has no liability. Maybe it wasn't, it wasn't expected that this would happen. Or maybe he does. The Torah says he pays half, so it's up to us to figure out what does the Torah mean. Does the half mean a penalty, or does the half mean damages? And again, the reason we're confused is that if it were damages, why doesn't he pay whole? So the more it's going to explain. What's the reason? He says, Stam shorim la Really, uh, now, for example, uh, certain animals are docile. They, they're going to sit there. You don't expect them to, to cause any harm. What about oxen? So his opinion is your average ox, you can't assume that a bull or an ox is going to sit there quietly. They're not, they're not guarded. They have to be locked up. They have to be harnessed or whatever. And really, you really should be required to pay all the damages. Hashem took pity on you. The first few times you didn't know that you got one of those, one of those oxen with a temper. So according to this view, it's really uh, um, the uh, it's really um, not kanas, it's not penalty, it's mamun. It's it's what you're obligated. I why do you pay that funny amount? Hashem was nice to the ox owners. Rehuna Bay Yeshua says, no, Paladin is the kanas. He says it's penalty. The average ox, you don't have to assume it's going to go wild. And therefore, you didn't do anything wrong, so you shouldn't have to pay anything. 
It's a penalty in order that you guard your ox. So it's really interesting. We have two opposite opinions here. Um, it doesn't happen that often. The question is one of liability. When do you have to take extra precautions or when not? If you say it's regular responsibility, then you should have taken precautions. If you say it's not regular responsibility, no, it's, it's um, uh, then, then uh, it could be that it's not regular responsibility, but the Torah would levy the penalty. It just wants people to be careful. Um, so there, there are two opinions here about the half payment done for the ox. Okay. Uh, now the Gemara brings the full discussion. It, Mara, we learn Palganesco in a case where you pay half damages. Rapapa says Palganesco, Rapunari Yeshua says Palganesco, not. Rapapa says Palganesco, did I just read that twice? Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Simon Hezek, my him is called. Um, so that's the way to remember it. Tanan, we're at the bottom two dots. Tanan, Hanizek, Mamazek, Betashluman. We learned uh, uh, over there that it, it mentions that sometimes the, the one that's damaged and the damager split, split the cost. In other words, you, you can't, uh, they both have a certain liability. It wasn't done on purpose. And sometimes the nizik and the mazik are both sharing in the payment. So, if you say, going back to the case, where your ox damaged somebody, if you say that's real liability. So, so in the case where you pay half, so the one who got damaged, he's losing. He's only getting half of what he's owed. The Torah took pity on the, uh, really the mazik should pay the whole thing. And so in that case, the nizik, the guy that received the damage, it's almost like uh, you have a deductible. You know, you get a payback, but not everything. So they, when you have a deductible, you both lose. I, the insurance is paying. Yeah, but it, they never pay all of it. You know, it's always uh, the nizik and the mazik. So, but if you say you're really not entitled to the money, it's just an additional penalty. If you, he's not entitled to damages, and he's getting money that he's not owed, so what do we mean he pays? He's not paying. He's not, really, he had bad luck. His ox died. I died through someone else's ox? Well, that's what happens to animals. They sometimes, sometimes things happen. But that doesn't mean he's entitled to be reimbursed. So uh, then our question is, so what does it mean he's paying? He's not paying. He, he's not entitled to anything. So now there's a new concept. What happens is the ox gets gored. And um, once the ox gets gored, somebody has to clean up the mess. Meaning, uh, so you're going to get a payment for your ox, but who's going to pick up the old ox? You, uh, you've got to pick it up. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, but the problem is... Whose is it? Uh, whose is it, right? Well, right, so it's still the... He's going to get a half payment, but he's, it's still his. It's his. He had a healthy ox, and now he's got carcass. But um, the rule is that if he picks it up immediately... He'll at least get the value off the hide. It's salvageable. Oh. But if he leaves it too long, that hide ain't going to be worth anything. Uh, so the question is, um, uh, who takes the loss uh, for the value of the hide? If, the, uh, if you don't find out till later and the hide is worth less, so does the damager pay for that or does the receiver pay that? So we're saying that even if you get payback for what uh, you're owed, you still are going to lose out on that hide. So uh, let's see, Rashi, Pekas, um, Nevela, 
find that Rashi. Um, Lo nitzricha el lepakas nevela. It's needed for it's a third of the way from the bottom. Harukhtani nizik v'tashlumen. When we say the nizik, the one who received the damage, has got to pay, la b'palga the kashava kamer. It doesn't mean he's paying because he's giving up his half. Elahu palga nizik nami dekoni rachmana. Even though he gets half that he wasn't entitled to, mafsid kol pachas, he loses the lessening of value, that the carcass is worth less, what it was worth had it been picked up immediately until the courts established liability. Because we figure out how much was it worth in the beginning. How much is it worth half? He pays half after you deduct the value of the hide. But what happens if the hide wasn't picked up right away? And now it's cheaper until it gets to be sold. The damager doesn't have to pay. So so the one who gets damaged is going to have a loss because he's in the end going to, um, the fact that the, the carcass will be worth less by the time you collect He's also included. So the both of them are, are going to have a loss. That's what it means. Back to the Gemara. So the Gemara says, uh, so basically we're saying when our Mishnah said that the, dam- the one who's damaged also gets a loss, that's the damage of the carcass. So the Gemara said, We learned that. That's already an old teaching. We don't need to repeat that. So it says that the owners, they, they have to take care of the, uh, the carcass. So the more answer, you needed this halacha by the wild ox and by the, by the, by the non-wild ox and by the wild If you told us that the one who was damaged takes a loss, I would have said, because the, the, the ox that did the damage was still not wild. He, he didn't know. So if somebody's going to take the loss, so we give it to the one who received the damage. But in a case where the, the other guy was totally liable because he had the wild ox, the oid, aim alone. Maybe in that case, we throw the bill to that guy. Maybe since he's paying the whole thing, we at least don't make him pay the value of the, uh, uh, of the hide. But where he's only paying half, maybe let's throw, make him pay for the damage to the hide. So fine, we needed, we needed to mention that halacha. Tashma. They could, yeah. More dogs. That's a good point. Um, well, I guess the question would be, what if that also, there's a loss there also? Especially the, the dog food, if it's not right away, it goes bad or whatever. Or the, yeah, that's a, I don't, um, you know, they always joke the, um, about roadkill, that the Vietnamese, you know, they always find out whenever there's roadkill because they, they, they pick that up and they, uh, um, but uh, the, um, that's, that's the rumor. That was the, they used to say that. I don't know if they, they still... Uh, oh, they were the ones that take the... Uh, uh-huh, okay. So, uh, so uh, but let's see. Tashma. Ma bain tam lemoit. What's the difference between if the ox that did the damage uh, was not a repeat offender? That's the tam. Tam comes... The same word as the Haggadah, the child who's the Tom. It means the, the simple sound. He was, he was not uh, known to be a, a, a vicious uh, uh, ox. 
and one that is moed, that's been a uh, repeat offender. So there's a few differences. So the rule is that Tom pays half damages, and um, he only pays, you basically you sell the live ox, and you split the, uh, split the, uh, split, it comes out of the live ox. Moed, whereas um, if he did the damage and it was a repeat offender, so he's going to pay the full amount and menalia that can come from the rest of his estate. Tani, and it doesn't list this that if he's a tam and it's a penalty that he doesn't pay when he comes forward. Umoid mishama and the moid does. So uh, why didn't it list that? If that's really a penalty, it should have listed that. So the more answers Tani Rishai, nah, so maybe it didn't list it. The fact that it doesn't list it's not proof. So the famous question, my shire to high shire, you're telling me it didn't list it. So prove that it left out things, that it left this out. So Morris said, shire chati kofer. It did leave out a case uh, where uh, the payment of half kofer. That's where the, uh, it's a different case. Um, that's where an ox kills a person and the penalty is called kofer. So there's two cases. One is where an ox kills another ox. And it's whether it was a new ox or a repeat offender. And then there's where an ox kills a person. And there he pays kofer. So we said, if we listed all the penalty cases, why didn't we list this one? The Morris says, no, we didn't list them all. We left out the kofer case. So the Morris says, chati kofer. We left out the case of half kofer. Imishum chati kofer. The Morris says, well, that's not a good, uh, that's not a leave out. Why? Live sure as we turn the page. The high manner of Yosef Glee, the Omer Tam Shalom chati kofer. Uh, he says the um, uh, he says that it, Tom does pay. He he does include that. So uh, Tashma. So we still want a proof. So the question was: Did we leave out a case that we can say it left out that case, or is it fishy to us that it left out this penalty case? But that's not a slam dunk proof because we could learn both ways. So Tashma. Hey, Miss Shori is plony. My ox killed so and so. Oh, Shori, sure plony or his ox. He has to pay uh, the fact that he came forward to court, which means that even though he's admitting it, it's not a penalty. Now, what, what is it that he's paying? My labatam, he's paying the half amount, and it's the first few times. And so we see that it's uh, not penalty. The more said, no, it could be he's paying the full amount. But what would be if it was not the repeat offender the first uh, two times? And that must be, that is penalty, and he wouldn't pay. So if that's true, Aditani Seifa, well, in the, once we learn the second case, Avdu Shoploni, if it kills the servant, he doesn't pay because that's penalty. Let it clarify. When is that? When it's a moed. Avotam, where it pays half, that also ain't a Mishama Piatzmo. So Umar said maybe, that, so it se- if this is a penalty, it, sh- it seems like it left it off, the half payment. So Umar said, no, it could be Kul Bamoid Kamai. We're only talking about repeat offenders over here. So again, our question was the half payment. Is that what's owed or is that a penalty? And we had two opinions. We're still trying to prove that. Tashma. This is the rule. Anytime you see that more than damages are paid, then it means it's penalty. If he comes forward, that's not, you don't have to pay. What about if you pay less than the damages? Uh, that must be uh, that that's damages and Mishal Mapiatsmo. And even if you come and admit it, you have to pay it. So you see that half Nezik is half the half amount is damages. The Morris said, Lotema, 
Don't read it that way. Don't say, Don't say when you pay less, it might be damages. When you pay exactly what you did then, uh, that's not a penalty. But maybe when you pay less, maybe then you don't pay. So we're getting confused. Let's pause for a second. Your ox causes damage. When you pay for damage, it's clear that it's damage. And even if you admit it, it's not penalty money you got to pay. The question is, these special cases where the Torah says you pay half, is that a penalty or is that damages? So we're not sure how to review. We had two opinions. And so we're trying to bring a proof that it didn't mention it. So the Lamar said, listen, he's that clock. Couldn't it say it this way? Anytime something doesn't pay the exact damages, then if you come forward, it must be it's a penalty. And you wouldn't pay that if you were an honest guy and came forward because you don't pay penalty. And implies that anytime you pay more or you pay less, it is penalty. Chufta, this seems to prove that it's not penalty because we don't say it that way. How do we hold? The halacha is a kanas. So this is strange. Chufta, we brought a slam dunk proof that it's mamon. And then we said the halacha of the hilchasa. So could it be that? We have a chufta, a proof one way, and the Allah is not like that. So Morris says, in. He says, yes, sometimes it works out that way. Time, my Tosa, what was the reason we had a question? Because it didn't say at the, when the damage is exactly the damage. So the fact that it didn't say that we brought as a proof. And our Gemara seemed very happy with the proof. So now we'll repeat one of the famous rules that we've talked about. When it says chufta once, that means it's a good question, but it has to say it twice. It says, Chufta, in other words, when, it, when the Gemara, there, there's a question and then there's a slam dunk, which means like you knocked him out of the ballpark, everybody agreed. Here it was a Chufta, but it didn't repeat it. So there, it leads us to believe that later on there was an answer. So that's what it means over here. Here also, time of my Tosa, why did we ask on the chufta, Mishum de lo katani hizik, we, the whole chufta was it didn't say what was the damage. You know why it didn't say it? Because lo psikolai. Because that's not 100% true. There are cases where you, you pay damages and they're not the full amount. Where is that? That's the famous case of Chatzin Nezik the pebbles, fruity pebbles. Um, you're riding your horse and it dislodges a stone or a rock and that rock rolls and does damage. That's one of the famous, that's called sroros. Over there, that's that it's mamun. And even though it's mamun, uh, it doesn't say the full amount. So again, our question was that we're diff- going through different cases of penalty and different cases of damages. And we were proving that anytime you don't pay the full amount, it must be penalty. And, the more, and so the fact that it didn't say that, it must be it's damages. So the Morris says no. Uh, there is a case where you pay a part amount and it's not a penalty. Where is it that you pay a part amount and it's not panel, a penalty? That's the fruity pebbles. That's the pebbles case. The pebbles case is uh, even though it's you don't pay the full um, amount, uh, you only pay half over there. It's still mamun. Um, that's a halach of Moshe Messina that it's mamun. And I was normally when you pay mamun, you got to pay the full amount. Over here, you have liability for your pebbles but you don't pay the full amount. 
the Gemara says, "V'hashda ami palganezleknas." All right, so we're saying that really the halacha is that it is penalty; that the half amount is penalty. Hi, Kalba. So, uh, uh, and by the way, that means that it's penalty even the first few times. Uh, you know, it says your ox is in moed. So, what about a dog? A dogs uh, don't always uh, harm people. They're not necessarily a moed. A dog. So, hi, Kalba. The ochli imri vishunra. Uh, hi, I'm sorry. The dog that eats uh, an imri. That, that's a uh, a goat, I think, right? A sheep. A dog eats a sheep. Or shunra, a cat, eats a rooster, a big rooster. Mishunahi, that's not so normal. Uh, that's not average. And so uh, the fact that you have to pay, we don't blame you. Uh, it's a penalty. They didn't collect penalties. In order to collect penalties, you needed to have an expert court. Uh, and uh, they didn't have an, the expert court in Bavl. Abuzutri, but if the an- animal was eaten was a small, small animal, so that's normal. Ubavinabe, you could collect that. What happens if the one who was damaged seizes it? You can't take it away. He's, he's owed it. It's just there's no court in Buffalo. The Omar, what happens if he says, uh, you owe me the money? The only problem is we don't have a court here. Ekfeliz man, I'm going to set a time in Eretz Israel. I'm going to sue you up there, and you have to come to court there at Makfinale. Uh, that's a reasonable claim. The elo, uh, and what happens uh, if the guy says, I don't want to go to court, I'm not going to show up. We put you with that guy in cherem. You can't say you're not going to show up in court. And either way, somebody who causes damage, we put him in cherem until he, puts, uh, he secures his dog or he secures his damaging animal. We say to him, we say to him, Anytime a person has something that's causing other people harm, that's called a mazik, a damager. We say to him, you better lock up your dog, you better hitch up your, your ox, remove the damage. And how do you know you're responsible? That's the teaching of So how do we know a person isn't allowed to have a bad dog in their house? You're not even allowed to have a bad ladder. You're not allowed to have blood in your house. How lucky um, Now I wonder what does that mean? Is that if people borrow other people's ladder without permission, and so they'll see it there and they'll just borrow it, or maybe he means like you know you go into the second floor and everybody climbs up those steps and you know they're going to hurt themselves. I'm just asking what the ladder case would be. Um, but okay. refers to it as a rickety ladder, so it sounds like maybe not safe. I see. Okay. What is a rickety ladder? It means a rung is missing, or, uh, or loose, loose rungs, maybe. Uh huh. Or it would like it'll it won't stand straight. It'll it'll tilt or something. Okay, I had one like that one time, but okay. How do look, Elinor? So I, the question is: Is it only if it's out in the public where people could borrow it or use it, um, or if it's secured, then maybe you're not liable? That'd be similar to the case of the dog. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which is, which is what I think is the reason why the pasuk that they bring as a source for this is the pasuk of maka. Mm-hmm. So you build a maka on your roof, the 
people who live in that house may be accustomed to the roof and familiar with it, and they're not going to fall off or walk toward that edge or whatever. But you have to put up the marker because you never know what can happen. Right. You could have a guest, a visitor, an animal, or who knows what go up there and fall and damage themselves. So I think it's, it's a good pasuk to bring for as a source to that point. Mm, I see. So, very good. Thank you. Yeah. Rashi here has a surprise. So, I, I didn't actually say the Gemara right. I said that you've got to secure your dog. Rashi goes a step further. Let's see the last Rashi on the page. We put the mazik in harem unless he removes the cause of harm. He has to kill the dog. And remove the damage. So, I don't know where Rashi got that from. Um, Unless it's the same as Richard is saying, you've got to get rid of that rickety ladder. It's not enough just to... In other words, there are certain things that you, once you see that they cause harm, you can't just promise, I'll, I'll watch it better next time. Because there will always be a time when it will get away. How do they do that now? Because if, if you have a dog that attacks somebody, mm-hmm. it does a lot of damage to yourself, they'll put the dog out. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Because they... I what if you promise you're going to watch it better next time? No, that's the... So is yeah. the dog supposed to be Yeah, yeah, that... Yeah, very good. But it is interesting that Rashi brings that in, that that's what they... Uh, that's, that's an old practice, apparently, to uh, once it kills, you got to... Okay, new Mishnah. Narash is Pata. Now, um, a young woman who was seduced, Boshta Upagma Vakanas, so she gets these various payments. She gets the embarrassment and the degradation, her loss of value, and the penalty money. Shalaviha, her dad gets it. Uh, that's where she's seduced. Uh, but there's no, there's no pain because uh, she forgives the pain. She, uh, obviously, she was willing to subject herself to the pain to get whatever she got out of having the relations with a man. She forgave the pain. Whereas if the woman hadn't agreed to it, then she's entitled to the pain and suffering as well. Vatsar betfusa. This uses a different word uh, for the woman who was uh, raped or attacked. It says the one who was grabbed. Vatsar betfusa. Why does the Mishnah change? Let's see Rashi. On the Nami Laviya Banusa, betfusa lishna krab, a tough of a ima. That's the word for rape. It means the one that grabs her, uh, the grabber. So, uh, so again, if the woman was seduced, she's not entitled to the pain. She forgave the, the pain from the action because she, she was a willing partner. She for, forgave, she was willing to forgo any pain that he caused because she agreed to let him uh, do that. Whereas Betfusa, where she was grabbed, so then, uh, then um, now we're going to deal with that money that she's entitled to when she was grabbed. So Amda Bedin. So let's say if they they brought the other person to justice to court, uh, and they levied the amount that he would have to pay before the dad died. So uh, uh, so basically the uh, the money the the question is always when they get to court. We even had what did they get to the court and she died if she's still considered aged after that, uh, meaning that she. But basically. The, the uh, the person they bring the grabber to court and then they obligate him to pay and so if it's a young girl it goes to her dad if she's on her own it goes to her the question is what about if the father died so if the father died 
was still alive when the obligation came, so the money goes to the father or his estate. Uh, the father's not alive, then if she had brothers, the brothers inherit her estate. So it happened to be that she might feel that the money would be better going to her than to her brothers. But at the end of the day, the money went to her dad, her dad died, so it goes to his estate. But what happens if the dad died before they brought the, uh, the perpetrator to justice? Then she gets to keep, that goes to her. Okay. Next. What if they had the case before she was older? Then it goes to the dad. And if the dad dies, goes to whoever inherits the dad, the brothers. But what happens if by the time they caught him, She's already an adult. Well, then she gets it. Okay, we had this uh, basically before. When she's a minor, the dad acts on her behalf, and so money goes to him. When she's an adult, the money goes to her. Uh, the question here, though, what happens if she was still a minor uh, when the court obligated him to pay, but then the dad died? And so the thing is, though, the money was owed to the dad, even though she becomes an adult later. You, you look at when the case hits the courts. Rav Shimon Omar, Imlo Hispik Ligras Sa'af. What happens if, you, it, you don't have to go by the date of the court, you can go by the collections. If the money wasn't collected yet, you don't give it to the brothers, you don't give it to the father's estate, Rav Shimon argues. He says, no, we switch and we give it to her. Um... Uh, and so the question will be, what's the rule over here? Okay, we will stop here. Have a good